Well, take your Bibles, please, and turn to Psalm 31. Psalm 31. For as long as I can remember, I've been a man who has had periods of what the old-timers call melancholy. Some periods would be longer than others, but today we name it depression. Where we are in the fog of darkness and where it doesn't seem like there's anything that is good all around us. Spurgeon called it the preacher's darkness. It seems to be something that so often pastors, for whatever reason, deal with it. And maybe you don't and give praise to God if you never deal with being downcast. Give praise to God if every smile is filled with genuine cheerfulness. There are times when there are smiles that come that are not forced, so to speak, as if I'm trying to be fake, but are smiled um, simply because I know it's the right thing to do. (laughs) It's sometimes good to just do the right thing. And I praise the Lord for those who, who smile. I've often found it to be true that a smile truly can brighten a day. I'll often go to the nursing home and I'll say, all right, we're going to do our exercises this morning. And everybody will get limbered up. They always forget what the exercise is. And so they start stretching. And, and they, I don't know if they think we're going to do jumping jacks. So I'll say our exercise this morning is to let's all give each other our biggest smile. And I praise the Lord for the folks there, even the guys. They'll they'll grin with those toothless grins, and and uh, it'll brighten the day. And the truth is, is is to be greeted by somebody with a smile can be such a help. And I want you to know, God is a God who, in the midst of our downcastness, is our hope and our strength, and is able, in the midst of these things, to bring into our lives something to help us in the midst of the fog. I remember being just a young Christian and I spent uh, three summers at Myrtle Beach and and uh, there were all kinds of reasons why I might have been downcast. And, and you might say, well, you shouldn't be down and, and uh, whether it was my poverty or or feeling alone, or and you might say, "Well, God is the He owns all the cattle on the seven hills, and and all He He owns everything." You're not impoverished, I know, but I still felt that way. And uh, he's, you might say, "Well, the Lord Jesus, He's always there; He'll never forsake you. You're never alone." I know, but I sure felt it. And I've felt it before, and I'm sure I'll feel it again. Times where I felt that there was nobody for me, and that all the world was against me. And you might say, well, that's not true. And, you know, I can look back and say, well, I had a friend here and I had a friend here. And, and it wasn't true, but it didn't take away from the fact that I felt that way. And I remember I was just a, a, between my sophomore and, and junior year. Those of you who know my testimony, I'd been saved less than a year. And uh, I remember going out to the beach one evening. And I've never been much of a beach person. I don't like having the sand all over me, but I've learned to have a great affinity for the beach. Not because of what you see during the daytime. My family and I usually go very much at the dusk hour. 
and there are a whole lot of a whole lot less things to distract you from the Lord who made the seas and the sunset and the beauty of of that that area that He's made, and I've come to enjoy going there. And I remember being out probably about 75 feet away from the shore and there was a grasshopper <laughs> there in the well, wasn't the middle of the ocean but let's say right there in the middle of the ocean 75 feet away from anything that was what a grasshopper would be in he was alive and uh, he was definitely going to die <laughs> right? I don't know how he got there. Maybe a bird dropped him. But I picked that little grasshopper up and put him in my hand and and uh, squeezed a little bit. And that thing jumped right out of my hand, right into death's waters again. And I picked that thing up and I brought it to shore and I, I brought it up to the dunes to where it would be, live probably for the next 30 minutes before another bird came up and ate it. But I remember standing there in the middle of the ocean with that little grasshopper and God brought to my heart in remembrance that I'm in his hand. I was a young Christian, but I knew this. I'm in his hand and I'll always be there. And that really helped me. That helped me in the midst of a hard summer. One that I look back to with fondness and praise God that I was there. God did so many things in my life. And I, I believe that in the midst of these things, God is ready to lead us and bring us to a place of remembrance of truth, biblical truth. And He can use the simplest of things, like a grasshopper in the middle of the ocean. A kind word from somebody. A verse that you've read a million times before, but all of a sudden this one means everything. God can use a gift at the most opportune time. There's so many things that God does in His doing because we are His children. And though He allows us to go into these darknesses in our life, Though He allows us to go into them, He is with us through them. He's right there in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. And brethren, we have a great work to do and to live through Christ in this world. For every one of us in this room... There are thousands of us not in this room and not in any church and without an inkling of salvation. And they are in the darkness of dark that's as real as being in a pool of ink. And if they are not plucked out by the Lord through the gospel, they will die and they will go to hell. And God, in the midst of these dark times, wants to lead us to the place where we are of good courage. Where we have a heart that's strengthened. 
And where we remember once again that all our hope is in the Lord. In Psalm 31, David is giving us a psalm. And you can see the melancholy, the depression there in the midst of this psalm. And you see what it is that the Lord does to lead him out. And so if you look there, Psalm 31, starting there in verse 1. God, uh, David, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. The deliverance was the deliverance from the darkness that he had in his mind. Where all of his thoughts were continually filled with angst. But he said, Lord, I trust you. You are God. You are the creator God. You are the one who made all things. I am going to trust in you. And you're the one who can help me to never be ashamed in my life with you. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. By the way, did you know that because God is God, because he is the one in whom's name's sake we have been saved, he will and he can and will lead us as we follow after him. He won't be the God who's disappeared. He's never disappeared. He's always there before us, even if we have no idea that he is. Pull me, verse 4, out of the net that they have laid privily for me. For thou art my strength. There are going to be times in our lives where it seems like there's just another hammer or net ready to pull us away, ready to, to, to trap us, where the people that we've come to depend upon as our rock, the one that we can always count on to be there with a smile, have no smile left for us, where it seems to us that the very people that we've come to count on have nothing but a frown and maybe We even think to ourselves, what have I done? This will happen. Now, it may be that they're looking at you and saying the same thing, right? You don't say anything. It would be improper to do so. You just wonder, what have I done? And even the people that we find ourselves depending on seem to be nothing more than a net to drag us away. Brethren, remember, the Lord is our rock. You know, we have dependence upon people to make us happy. What if they're not happy? What if you have done something wrong? Brethren, we have a God who is far less quick to be offended. And who is much more of a rock than any person. God help us to remember it. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. In other words, no longer will I commend my spirit unto people. 
At least not now. I have no one else as far as I can tell but to commend my spirit unto you. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ himself in the darkest of hours, where did he say as he was there on the cross? Unto thee I commend my spirit. David said this with much life left. Jesus said it with just a few breaths. And there will be times in our life where we seem to be at the point where we only have a few breaths left. In fact, did you know that Christians themselves can think I would be better off dead. You know, we live in a society where more and more people are committing suicide. Some of them are Christians. There are people today who will tell you that no redeemed person can kill themselves and go to heaven. I want you to know that the unpardonable sin is not suicide, but it's certainly not what God has for you. If he gave you life, he wants to be the one to take it away. Because He knows when to do it. Because He gave you life for a reason. And for you to take it away. For you to take away your life. Is to say, God, I don't believe that you have anything more for me. But here's the thing. If God didn't have anything more for you, He would take you. If you've got breath in your lungs now, God has made you to take that breath. If he didn't want you to take another breath, he would take you out now. And then you could say with all confidence, it is better for me to be dead. And by the way, it will be. But wait. Because God will get you out of the fog. This too will pass. You'll be able to smell the sweet smell of the flowers again. David was not so sure. Into thy hand I commit thy spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that have regarded lying vanities. But I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. God knows what you're going through. He knows the list of, of negatives that you have in your life. <laughs> He knows the list. He allowed each one of them. Some of them are part of our imagination. And he knows those too. Some of them are as real as real can be. And he knows them. And listen to what it says. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. Thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. And thou hast, hast not shut me up in the hand of the enemy. Thou hast not set my feet in a large room. Verse 9. Listen to what he says. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, because I'm in trouble. Mine eye is consumed with grief. Everything I see brings me grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. If you've ever been to the place of darkness, it is not something... That just happens in the mind. You absolutely feel it in the belly, don't you? If you've ever known a day of depression, it was not just something that hurt up here. It hurt here. In the very loins, it hurt. There can be a literal feeling of sickness in the midst of these things. God knows. 
he says, I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly, for my life is spent with grief. We begin the hyperbole of David. This same man who with who had five stones, needed one, and killed Goliath. Do you think he was in grief that day? But in this verse, he's saying, all my life was nothing but grief. When after he killed Goliath and ran off after the Philistines and killed, according to the ladies, his ten thousands, he wasn't in grief. He was elated. When they finally were able to bring back the the Ark of the Covenant from the Philistines, he came and there was a time where they had to pull over to the side for a few years. They had to pull over to the side because they had been carrying it the wrong way. And a dear man, as that ark was falling over, touched it and died. They pulled it over. And the man in whose home they pulled it over was blessed for years. But finally they said, we figured it out. And they got the Levites to carry it by the poles. And they came and they came. And was David, what was David doing as he was entering in to Jerusalem? He was dancing with the joy of the Lord. He wasn't dancing at the prom. He was dancing under the Lord. Do you think he was in grief that day? He was filled with life. But when you're in the midst of depression, you look back through your life and say, boy, there's nothing good. If we stopped and thought for a little while, we'd remember some good things. I praise the Lord for those who've been able to count their blessings and name them one by one and it brings them out of the darkness. Others count their blessings and say, what have I done to not get any more of those? That's how dark it can be. What have I done? Where am I? Why don't I get these anymore? The Lord's our hope. He's the strength of our heart. And He knows when and how to do things to get us to get out of these these dark hours and days. My strength faileth because of my iniquity. My bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors and the fear of my acquaintance that they uh, they did not they did see me without fled from me. In the midst of depression you feel most alone. There is a loneliness that comes along with these things. We're not not even your spouse who might be crying with her arm around you seems to even be there. And yes, even your spouse may one day say, you know what? I got to go do something else. And who could blame them? But. The Lord is still our rock and our strength. I am as forgotten as a dead man, not not out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. He says, you see the graveyard over there with such and such? Nobody knows who he is. Who's Ebenezer Smith? Died 1881. Nobody knows him except that grave. You know? Most people who died in 1881, the only thing that can be known about them is the grave in which they have. And many of them, if you go into these old graveyards, you can't even see that. They're gone. Their memory is faded. He said, that's what I'm like. 
I'm like that gravestone in the middle of the graveyard that you couldn't even take a piece of paper and a crayon and figure out what the guy's name is. That thing is so faded, so worn away. That's what he's saying. For I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel against me, they devised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. Lord, my life is yours. And if I am alive today, it is only because of you. I am here. Verse, uh, the Lord is saying, I am here. And you are mine. I am the deliverer. Verse 16. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. And brethren, I want you to know that the light shining of God, his face that shines as the brightness of the sun, can shine in your heart again. And it can take just a little thing. My wife and girls were driving into church this morning as I'm dwelling on these things. My wife said, did you take, did you see the picture that I sent you? What was it? I forget what, she said some little pithy thing. But uh, I said, no, I didn't get it. She said, you wouldn't believe it. No idea. No idea. You, 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 oh, so you have no idea. <laughs> She said, I saw, I, she said, I saw beer. That's what I thought she said. I said, well, why are you calling me taking a picture of beer? What is that going to help me out? But she saw a, a deer that it, they were driving along. And, and most deer, you drive along and they sprint to the woods. Well, this deer just kept on being right there. You could almost touch. <laughs> Wasn't scared of anything. And it's amazing how that can be a help. Right? The deer that normally would run away doesn't run away. And I ask you this. Can God cause a deer that would normally run away from bright red PT Cruiser not run away? It's not bright red anymore. It's more of a faded thing. But God can do this. I remember a man who was in the midst of darkness. And you know what got him out? A dog peeing on someone's flowers. He said he thought that was the funniest thing. I don't know what's wrong with you, man, but whatever, get you out. <laughs> he said it brought light to his soul. He said that's the funniest thing. Poor flowers. He can take a grasshopper in the middle of the ocean. He can reveal someone whom you've been praying for for years. God said. Or a friend of yours who you hadn't been praying for because you've forgotten their name, but they got saved. Someone who was maybe part of your crowd when you were in high school, they got saved. I remember uh, the dear the Pierulis were here all last month. And Kristen, we weren't good friends, but we were acquaintances. And we'd do things here and there. And she was unsaved and I was unsaved. And then several years ago, we had a missionary come and he said, well, I've got uh, some friends of mine and they, they do my finances. And so I liked him on Facebook and his wife was Kristen, Pier Kristen from high school who now got saved and served the Lord in Pennsylvania, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, doing a good work there as house. Uh, they, they, they take care of about 
12 boys from underprivileged homes at the Hershey School. You should look that up. It's amazing what they do over there. And uh, these are things that bring light, light to us. I want you to skip down. We're down a little bit. It says verse, in t- verse 21. Uh, verse 20. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in the pavilion of the strife of tongues. Why do we go through these things? Because sometimes the only way we can get to the secret darkness is through the darkness of our soul. The secret darkness is not a terrible place. But the secret darkness or the secret place of the Most High God is the very goal that each one of us has. It's the longing of our very heart. And where we were once satisfied without God, we find ourselves in the midst of of depression with no satisfaction in anything until we find ourselves in the secret place of the Most High God. Where we can say thank you, God, for a deer in the woods. Where we can say thank you, God, for a grasshopper in the sea. Where we can say thank you, God, for the first star in the sky. Where we can say thank you, God, for a family that you have given me. Where for so long you gave no thanks to God for what you 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 find yourself giving thanks to God because well that's what Christians are supposed to do. But my goodness, at the end of the melancholy, you are giving true and wonderful praise to God. To where where once you felt it here, because of the depression that you were in the midst of, you felt sick. Now you are giving praise to God. And you feel it. You know where? Right here. Have you ever given thanks to God and you felt it right here? Where you said, I have to give thanks to God. (laughs) You know, as Christians walking in this world, we give thanks to God because we're supposed to. But I tell you what, on the other side of the darkness, you're giving thanks to God because you, what else could you do? (laughs) But give thanks to the wonderful God. And you find yourself thanking Him for all kinds of things. Thanking Him for the songs that you can sing and the flowers on the, in the garden. Thanking Him. If I told you right now that yesterday I led somebody to the Lord, how many of you would say amen? amen. Yeah. How many? Let's be honest. You say, well... I said amen, but I didn't feel it here. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, Pastor, that happened, but, I mean, come on. I tell you what, when you find yourself out of, out of the, the darkness, and you hear about someone getting saved, and starting to walk with the Lord, and you give amen, it's something that you feel. And your rejoicing is like the rejoicing in heaven. Aren't you glad the rejoicing in heaven is not like the rejoicing we have here sometimes? But aren't you glad for the days where your rejoicing is like it is in heaven? What do what does happen when someone gets saved in heaven? There's a rejoicing of the angels, right? And I guarantee you, they're not there saying, oh, amen. <laughs> they're probably jumping up and down. And we find this happening when we find the secret place of the presence of God. 
Blessed be the Lord, for He has showed me His marvelous kindness in a strong city. Everything begins to change. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cried unto thee. All that may be still going on, but Lord, I know that you heard me. Oh, love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentiful, rewardeth the proud doer. And plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Not pride in oneself, but proud in the Lord. You know, when we come out of the darkness, do you know who we're proud of? Before we're in the darkness, you know who we're probably proud of? Ourselves. You know the, you know the times that I found myself in the deepest darkness? After major successes. Like VBS. VBS just being awesome. Then I get to the other side and I'm down and out in my spirit. Which wrong? Well, probably on the other on that side, I was filled with being proud of who? What a good job I did. <laughs> and then darkness. And God wants to get us through to the place where we are not proud of ourselves. But we are filled with pride in the God who saved us. That it is all about Christ. Verse 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. David was in the midst of these things. He was in a cave. Jonathan, his best friend, found him. And said, David... The Lord is your strength. And one day you're going to be king and I'm going to be beside you. And it strengthened David's heart. Because someone came, a friend, his best friend, came and said, it's going to be okay. God is with you and he will strengthen you. God is able to do these things. And it's miraculous that Jonathan was able to find him. Have you ever thought about how Jonathan was able to find him, but Saul never could? God doesn't tell us how, but I think God showed Jonathan how to get there. Remember, Jonathan was with Saul the whole time. But Jonathan was able to find David in that cave. Our God is such a great God. He knows when to bring us news at the very time we need it. I've talked to you about Adoniram Judson. He was truly, him and his family, remarkable. They went and ministered in Burma. It took seven years for them to get one convert. They began to see many people saved. And um, one of the real sad things about, about uh, Great Britain is they really did try to not bring the gospel, but to bring imperialism and English culture everywhere. I'm all for the gospel going everywhere. But that doesn't mean that the, the culture of the people needs to be changed where the culture isn't filled with sin. But Burma went to war with England, and so they took all the missionaries, including Adoniram Judson, all the, all the white folks, and put them in jail. He would have to sleep with his feet, with his, the back of his knees lifted up and his ankles chained to the floor. 
He got out of that. And the Lord was blessing tremendously. And his dear wife died. He just never found himself getting over that. And he went into what he called his hermitage. He built a little small shack that he lived in for, for several months, for 40 days. Didn't eat anything. He was in a very dark place. He was filled with depression. Before he had left, about 12 years prior to this, his brother, El Nathan was his name, was unsaved. He was about to be married the next day, and in the next week, he was going to be making his way over to India and then Burma. And the last thing he did with his brother was pray for the redemption of his soul. And he left. While he was mourning his wife and before he had made his hermitage, he had heard that his brother had died. His brother was 35 years old. His wife died, his brother died, and he went into a deep depression. After weeks of eating very little stale rice and contemplating, he literally dug his own grave and would spend hours in front of it. You know what got him out? Well, the dear people sent a letter and he got this letter just the right time. And the letter was about his brother, El Nathan, who on his deathbed on the very day he died, rose up and cried, peace, peace, and then fell down, fell back into his coma. After several hours, as his breath became more and more laborious, and if you've ever seen someone die, you know what happens as their breath becomes more and more labored. The man shook him and said, if you have peace with God, open your eyes. And he shot open his eyes. And then he took his last breath and went on to meet the Lord. That small paragraph letter, which is recorded in his biography, helped to get him out of the fog. And helped to get him out of a place that he said he was filled with selfish pride. And helped to propel him into decades of continuing to serve the Lord. He wanted to quit in the most extreme way. Many people quit, but they don't kill themselves. He was ready to do that. The Lord brought that into his life at the very right time. Maybe today this message comes at the exact right time for you. The Lord, the Lord is there. He has not forgotten you. And he'll bring the light again. There may be something he wants to work on. May be something that he wants to bring you through and, and get you to a place of greater Christ-likeness than you ever had. He'll get you through. Let him do it. Don't see the small things. 
is meaningless. When you smell a flower for the first time in the spring, it's not a small thing if you're in the midst of depression. It's a big thing. You see birds flying in the sky. You know, I love seeing the swallow fly around the, the parking lot and feed its the little the little birdies. These are not small things. They're big. If they're what God has given you to have a smile. Let God do his work. He's doing a great one. And he's doing it in you. Amen.